Right, it's time for us to talk tech. We've got our tech blogger, our tech genius, Mr. Dave Greenway, is on the line. Hi, Dave. Hey, how's it going? Great now that we're speaking to you. We haven't speaking, spoken to you in over a week, right? It's been a long time. I know. It's been terrible. I've had withdrawal symptoms. I've been sitting at home waiting for your call, but nothing. <laughs> never happened. Us too, you know, Dave. Like, we couldn't get through the night without you. Like, it was tough. We were so excited last night that you're on the lineup today. It was just amazing. Uh, so welcome to the show to again. <laughs> okay, Dave. So the electric car guy is now the Twitter guy. Yeah. So let's. I, I mean, we can we can say the word Elon Musk without yes. too much outrage out there. Hopefully, so uh, Elon Musk has bought nearly ten percent of Twitter. So he's got nine point two percent. But so there's a lot of weirdness around this so um mm. he has to file something with the security exchange commission in america once a year called the 13g filing it basically states what you're invested in and whether you're actively a part of the governing of that company essentially so mm. um what he stated was that it was a passive stake which means He's got this investment, but he's not actually doing it. However, about an hour ago, uh, Twitter's CEO, uh, new CEO, said that uh, Elon Musk is going to be joining the board um, mm. of Twitter um, and that he won't own more than 14.9% of the company, um, which means he could potentially buy another 6%. And there's now a lot of questions around exactly what's going on. So. Elon Musk has long been one of the most vocal people on Twitter. Um, he's mm. gotten in trouble with it with the SEC before. Uh, he's apparently got to ask his lawyers before he posts anything so that they can actually see whether he's been, you know, making sensible statements and things like that because he lost mm. a court case. Um, I don't think he ever does that, to be honest, although I don't know. Um, mm. But there's, there's a lot of issues. I mean, if he was supposed to be a passive uh, investment only, how is he on the board now, uh, what's his job going to be there? There's a lot of questions that we have to ask about it. The interesting thing, though, is that Elon Musk is very pro-free speech and to the mm. point of free speech above everything else. Um, when Russia invaded the Ukraine, um, he was asked to block Russian news sites from uh, being able to be accessed on uh, Starlink, which is his uh, low-Earth orbiting satellite uh, internet company, and he said he refused to do it because... Um, he believes in free speech. So there's no way, like even at gunpoint, he wouldn't take away free speech, whether it's right or wrong. Um, so there's some people who enjoy that. Um, other people mm. don't. They think that there should be, you know, some sort of common sense censorship, censorship. to what goes online. But again, um, there's other people out there. Technically, um, there's a lot of people who believe that the cure to free speech is more free speech. Um, so I think Musk is one of them. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the first two things he said, um, he posted uh, two polls in the last day, uh, sorry, in the last week. Uh, the first one was, do you think uh, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy? And do you believe Twitter adheres to this principle? And the second mm -hmm. one was, do you want an edit button? So, I mean, he's going from, you know, seriously deep questions about free speech onto, do you think Twitter needs an edit button, which is a joke from the community for the last 14 years that they haven't had one. So we'll see. I mean, it, it could go either way, but uh, it's, it's definitely exciting. He's probably the most engaged Twitter user on the planet. Uh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. You know, it, it's, I might love my car, but I'm not going to go buy 10% of the company that built my car to go have my say about it. You know, it's very, very rare Indeed. that you get a human being who can do this. So it'll I be mean, interesting. 
But from a profitability um, perspective, right, does it make sense for him to buy into Twitter? Wouldn't it make sense to maybe like buy a Facebook or a TikTok, which is seen like more of a like top social media outlet? Um, so there are problems with that. Um, mm. Twitter is the only publicly traded one that you can get a decent chunk of and have the ability to actually influence the board. Um, you mm. can buy Facebook shares, but you can't buy class A Facebook shares, which is what Mark Zuckerberg and his wife have, and those are the actual voting shares. Um, so you'd never actually be able to get control of it. Um, there's okay. also a question about whether Facebook is a long-term thing. And as for TikTok, uh, because of the whole uh, it's a Chinese company thing, uh, there's a lot of issues with Americans buying into that at the moment. Um, it's very difficult for them. Twitter's probably the lowest hanging fruit. Um, mm. And that, to put things in perspective... Uh, he made more money by buying Twitter because of the stock bump that happened. So literally, as soon as he yes, bought I saw that. the shares, mm. um, the share price has gone up, I think, another 8%. He made more mm. money off buying those shares than Twitter has made in the last year as a company. So, like, I think he's fine. I mean, he's still okay. worth, what, like $200 billion or something. He's still the richest like man that. in the world. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's yeah, worth 267-ish odd billion dollars. He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely fine. Okay, let's move on to Sony. So, Sony, <laughs> what's going on with them and PlayStation? Okay, so uh, for a while you've been able to buy PlayStation Plus. Uh, it's a $10 a month service, or in South Africa it's $120 a month. And what that mm. gives you is the ability to play online multiplayer games, you get discounts on certain uh, games every month. You get two free games a month, and you get cloud storage. Uh, Sony is adding some extra tiers to that. Um, there's now PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium, which is on top of that. Um, Extra gives you a catalog of up to about 400 PS4 and PS5 games that you can then stream directly. So you can download them or stream them to your console and be able to play them. Premium gives you a whole bunch of an extra 340 games that includes PS3, PS2, PS1 games. So there's a whole bunch of cool like retro stuff that you'll be able to play. And those go up by $5 a month and $8 a month. So you're probably looking at about $200 and $250 a month for that. They're going to start releasing that in Japan probably first. So Asia, then North America, then Europe, and then the rest of the world. So... We yet to see exactly how to deal this is going to be in South Africa, but the nice thing is this is trying to compete with what Microsoft has. So they've got something called um, game, uh, Microsoft Game Pass, um, mm. and what, uh, sorry, Xbox Game Pass, and what that gives you is streaming games and a whole bunch of day one releases. And it looks like Sony's after, you know, they've been basically mocking Microsoft for doing this for years, and now they've realized that this is the way to do it. So we'll see how good it is. I'm very excited. I mean, there's more options to play games, and uh, you know, it's just better for gamers in general to have access to more games. You can discover games you didn't know about, and you can get some decent discounts on games that you did like. And if you don't want to pay more, you can just keep paying exactly what you used to be paying and get exactly what you used to be getting. I actually want to get into gaming, you know, Dave, because I've seen that gamers can actually make a lot of money, right? They can compete and make huge amounts of money. This is not just yeah, like you can get, lying on your bed you can be on a, a weekend. for gaming, in fact. So you can get your national you colors. You can be a springbok for gaming. There, there are springbok colors, as far as I understand it, for playing video games. Um, the truth is, like, some of the biggest personalities on the face of the planet, the people who earn the most money are video gamers because they stream games. 
Um, there's something called uh, the Invitational, which is the um, biggest biggest prize fund, if I'm not mistaken, in um, gaming in the world. So every year it's a Dota 2 gaming um, championship, and the winning team takes everything. And if I'm not mistaken, last year the winners won $40 million divided amongst Imagine their players. That. And that pretty much goes, you know, straight to them, which is And anybody can be nice. a gamer. A, middle, a middle-aged woman can be a gamer too, right? Uh, any, anyone can be a gamer. I mean, there I'm a go. middle-aged man who's a gamer. So, yes, you can, anyone can be a gamer. <laughs> Love it. You give me so much, so much hope. Okay, so what's the tech term of the week? Uh, tech term of the week this week is one to be proud of. It's Sequoia Capital. Um, they're a venture capital fund, so that's a company that invests in other companies. They're headquartered in California. They've invested in Apple, Cisco, Google, LinkedIn, WhatsApp, Zoom, PayPal, Instagram. Pretty much if there's a big thing out there, they've invested in it. And mm -hmm. a South African has just taken over as the leader of the entire thing as of today. His name is Rolof Buerta, and he was one of the guys who founded PayPal with Elon Musk. Um, so a little bit of a you know, callback to earlier. But he has now taken over probably one of the most influential venture capital firms, and he's from South Africa. So nice little wow. thing to be proud of today. Indeed, indeed. Dave, thank you so much for that lovely story. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. It's been very insightful. Have a good thank one, you. Guys. Thanks, Dave. That's Mr. Dave Greenway, our tech blogger.